I got an Easter basket. Look at that. Ooh. Yeah. Got candy and chocolate. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce kiss? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is Easter, April 4th, 2021. This is episode 516. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a one and three week of basketball games against Washington, Miami, Charlotte, and San Antonio. Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, belated happy birthday to uh, Colson, and uh, also celebrated the birthday of uh, my nephew and my mother-in-law this weekend, so it was a busy, busy week for birthdays. Hmm. So, shout out to everybody. Shout out Aries. Mm-hmm. The God of War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. <laughs> shout out. From Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. He's our birthday boy, the in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Thank you, everybody, for your uh, birthday wishes. And um, I, I made a mistake uh, this week, and I did not... Uh, wish for the Pacers to stop sucking in the fourth <laughs> quarter. So that was that was my bad. All those losses are on me. You, yeah. Thanks for owning up. <laughs> you need to be more specific with your your wishes. I think. Yeah, I had one wish, you know, and I I didn't I didn't uh, fix the fourth quarters with that. So did not, and world peace did not happen <laughs> either. So let's go back to the drawing board. What did you wish for? <laughs> I can't tell you or it won't come true. Nah, it's too late. <laughs> uh, from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, shout out this week to uh, Drew Holiday. He got paid. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Signed a four-year max with the Bucks for 160 yeah. mil. It's good living. Mm-hmm. Give me a call. <laughs> You yes. <laughs> so when all the holiday brothers go out to eat, he definitely has to pick oh, up the tab sure. now, right? <laughs> for sure. Um, and uh, to, for me, sad shout out this week. Um, we lost our dog Grover. Mm. Uh, passed away this week, so mm. he had a, a long and full life. And uh, we had him just the, the last uh, couple years, like his retirement years, with were spent with us. So. Um, very golden years. Golden years. You're very, very sweet dog. Uh, just very happy guy. And um, 
uh, he, he has passed on. So, um, meant a lot to us and our, our family, you know, he was a member and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll miss him a lot. And, um, it's, it's hard to move on from these things. It's, oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Shout out Grover. Shout out. Miss going over there and getting leaned oh, yeah. on. He's a, he's a very aggressive, <laughs> he's a, uh, he's a very aggressive friend. It was, and um, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, a big, a big dude, eighty pounds, and and he wanted, yeah. you know, he wanted to be a lap dog, but uh, <laughs> boy, so that's how we got him. You know, he was he was so aggressive uh, in his friendship um, that he was uh, uh, he's staying with my parents, and and uh, he, w- my mom would like walk into the kitchen, and he would lay down behind her just so he could be right next to her, but but like. You know he's a you know black haired dog and it was in the dark and he would just like she go to the sink and that's how you trip yeah people. and she would trip and she yeah. like you know trip and go into furniture and stuff so um, yeah it, it, you don't get a whole lot of chances of that before you can yeah moms aren't allowed no, to fall no, into no. stuff so when she's yeah. got like a black eye and bruises or like all right I'll t- I'll take the fall ma yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, before we uh, get into the rest of the show, I'd like to remind you, you can support us uh, over at patreon.com slash undebeatables um, for as little as a dollar a month uh, to send our way. We uh, uh, really appreciate the patrons we have uh, so far and uh, looking forward to do a, f- a few upgrades and, and some equipment. But thanks to everybody who's done that so far. Again, that's patreon.com slash undebeatables. You guys, it was a busy week of basketball. Um, like I said, one and three, so uh, we weren't entirely busy winning all the games, but we're busy playing. Uh, first one, March 29th, Monday, at Washington Wizards. Uh, lose this one, 124-132. Uh, Sabonis had a great game, 35 points, 11 rebounds. Brogdon, 26 points. Um, but a wag of the finger to the second-half defense, um, giving up. I don't know. 70 some a lot like not not good um and uh westbrook uh, 35 points 21 assists and 14 rebounds um it's great if you're if he's on your fantasy team but um if you're on the pacers not great not great um game two wednesday march 31st uh at home against miami Lose this one, ninety-two, eighty-seven. Um, not, not, not fantastic across the board. Scoring was just low, eighty-seven points for the for the team. Um, if it tells you anything, Miles Turner, fifteen points was the highest score. Uh, Karis Lavert and Doug McDermott, fourteen points. Um, we got torched by Duncan Robinson, 20, 20 points and eight rebounds. Uh, Jeremy Lamb not playing for injury that game, but uh, lose by five to the Heat. We just beat twice, like recently. Friday, April second. This was uh, the birthday game. This right. is on you, Colson. Uh, <laughs> this is at home against the Charlottes. They lose this one, one fourteen to ninety seven. Uh, Karis Lavert, sixteen points. Um, the bench scored most of the rest of the game. That was that was it. Miles um, Bridges. You know, from Charlotte, uh, hitting us for twenty three. We were missing uh, Brogdon and Lamb this game, um, and 
Um, Colson, I'm sure you'll get into this once. We won't delve into it too much right now. I'm sure you've got your, your feelings on this one. Mm-hmm. And the last game of the week, Saturday last night, uh, April 3rd, 2021, at the Spurs. And they win this one in overtime, saving the week Yay. from the the sweep. Karis LeVert looking good this game. 26 points, 9 assists, and 60 points from our bench. Mm. And Sabonis and Brogdon and Lamb all out this game. But, uh, was, uh, Colson, you said this was a must-win game. Um, I want you to get into this one first. You know, between this one and, and the game against uh, uh, Charlotte, um, where they, they disappointed you again for your birthday. I mean, you keep you, – right. listen – you keep getting hurt. You keep coming back. At some point, <laughs> you know. I was thinking about uh, so um, I did declare this one a must-win on the second night of a back-to-back after flying from Indianapolis to San Antonio. Um, that's a tough ask, but it was a must-win. I think I players. said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, without your best form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, without your all-star and your uh, starting point guard. I. I um, I think I uh, at the last week said that if we didn't go three and one, I'd come on fire pissed. Um, I was more distraught than pissed uh, this week, um, but I gotta say that this is a great way to end the week, and so I want to start with this game. Um, luckily, San Antonio doesn't play defense, um, and we could just kind of score at will. Um, and we got into a shootout with them, and uh, our bench showed up. I mean, not only not our bench, but our C team, because our bench was starting, right? So there's no Sabonis. Um, there's uh, uh, no Brogdon. Uh, we're starting Edmund Sumner, Doug McDermott, um, McConnell, Aaron Holiday, Jakar Sampson, uh, Goga, and Keelan Martin, is the five guys off the bench. And you know what they did? They played really, really well. They brought energy. They brought scrappiness. They brought hustle. It, it was what we lacked all week. I just thought we got out toughed. We just, all week we looked like we were going to lose. We just didn't have the confidence. And these guys came out and wanted to earn their minutes. Aaron Holiday was brilliant. Jakar Sampson, you know, getting those offensive rebounds and going back up to the bucket hard. Uh, Keelan Martin hitting like three threes in an important stretch. Uh, it still took us overtime, but this was a heartening win um, and and sort of redeemed a really sad week. Yeah, I mean, it was a really sad week. I think that that don't let this <laughs> ridiculous win mask with the overall. Uh, tenor of the week um <laughs> qb and denari on the broadcast were like this is the best win of the season <laughs> like, i mean okay it was nice it was a very nice win i was actually listening to this driving back from uh boston last night on the radio and uh yeah boyle was excited slick was excited that our bench guys could throw up you know hang 140 on anybody basically which is true it's a very um, good good thing sure. to do but um you know, we were uh, uh, a DeMar DeRozan missed free throw away from losing that game. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And he had sure. hit, what, 12 straight to start the game, and then he missed one, and that uh, basically allowed us to go to overtime. Um, you know, the guys pulled it out. That's great. But uh, the rest of this week is it's, it's a Travis Sham mockery. Like, 
you can't disaster. lose to Washington. Disaster. Like you can't lose to Washington when they don't have Bradley oh, Beal. You can. And then they go out and lose to the, who? Did, they lost to like the worst teams in the league. Right? They lost to Charlotte. It is no help against Charlotte the rest of the week. And then they they dropped a game to somebody really bad uh, later in the week. Cleveland, the Pistons. Yeah, one of I those teams. Somebody... They, they're not a good basketball team. Like you can't let that happen. And then. Uh, well, they're without Beal, and it's just basically it was just exactly. Westbrook. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and 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 he, I mean, he, what he hit like three three pointers down the stretch when we, we, you know, we had the game tied up or we're up two down the stretch, and he just went bananas, and we had no, I mean, not that we played any defense in that game at all, but um, he yeah. just went bananas in the fourth. I mean, it, it it wasn't just Westbrook. I mean, we also let Rui Hachimura and some dude named Chandler Hutchison yoke on right. us. So, there's, <laughs> okay, so good, there's that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's yeah. just, that's a bad loss. Uh, and then you go to the Miami game. And, I mean, Grant, Miami kind of has our number. Like, I'll, I'll give them that. And they're a tough team. And they play some of the best defense in the league. But th- not that good at defense. Like, not going a six-minute stretch in the fourth quarter without scoring a, yes, a yes. point. Like, you can't mm-hmm. – the, these yeah. are things that if you're an NBA team that has expectations to make the playoffs, these things cannot happen, right? Like, yeah. and so, I, great, we get this win against San Antonio. We we had our full squad in that game, exactly. too. Like, there's there's no excuses. There's no – I mean, Brogdon's in that. Sabonis is in there. Um, I – Look, I really felt like in this game and in the Charlotte game in particular, I felt like guys were trying to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, I felt like the offense was breaking down. Um, guys were just, you know, McConnell, Levert. There were just there'd be long stretches where nobody was touching the ball except the guy who got the rebound. And I feel like we're not trusting each other. Um, there was a lot of a lot of bitching at the refs. There was a lot of griping and complaining like this looks like a, a losing team in, in that Miami and that Charlotte game yeah absolutely yeah yeah I, I mean I, I really thought for most of that Miami game we were in control like we really imposed our will I thought defensively on that team for three yeah. and a half quarters and did a yeah, great until, job until the end <laughs> right until we decided to just go five minutes without scoring a point right right yeah. I mean yeah we had done a lot of things really well, and then we just we we didn't have that other gear that we needed. I mean, likewise in the in the Wizards game, it's not like they blew us off the court. You know, Westbrook was just having like a really sensational game, and you know we had our opportunities to get out there and build a lead and put them away, and we didn't. And we just let them hang around, let them hang around, and then great players do great things, right? Um, that Charlotte game was just a different matter, right? I mean, we just came out in the second quarter and just, I mean, just got wallops. <laughs> and, but you but know, we, we were within six back, with but... six minutes to go, though. Like, I mean, the thing is, is this wasn't a 20-point blowout. You know, I was like, I mean, with six minutes to go, I was like, oh, we're, they're going to come back and win this game. Like, we're, no. we're closing in. I don't know why and... you thought that. <laughs> Have you watched this season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the thing. We were like down 20. Sure. We expended a bunch of energy working really hard to kind to of get back, back six. But yeah. Like, yeah, no, we weren't like this is not a team that has shown the next gear that you need to pull ahead and close that game out. Right. This team just does not seem to have that killer instinct. And 
you know, demoralizing too to have, you know, Brogdon and Sabonis get hurt. That doesn't help matters. Um, right. You know, great effort in the final game of the week to, to try and salvage something against the Spurs. Uh, depth is not our problem, right? I mean, we just, we've got a ton of depth on this team. We know that. Uh, but we just need to find five guys that we can put on the floor when we need buckets and stops that can just clamp it down, and, and we just don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, is this, at this point, are we just concerned about the coaching then? I mean, at this point, do we need to start pointing fingers at Bjorkman? Um, this was essentially the same team last year, and it didn't have these kind of problems, right? Um, are we, are we now concerned about the coaching change? Like, where are we at with this? I mean, this is a really bad week, and you're right, Jason. You can't have this kind of week if you expect to be a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's tough, right? Like, you know, Bjorkman's a rookie coach. He's definitely trying to do things for the first time on the fly. He has a constantly changing um, array of weapons at his disposal. Like, you know, from game to game, the availability of players changes. He's trying to integrate um, a major ball handler, distributor, scorer in Karis LeVert into this offense in a way that I don't think we figured out what's the best way to use him yet and you know he shined in the san antonio game because brogdon and sabonis weren't on the floor so it was like all right karis you gotta carry us tonight and he did i mean he you saw down the stretch you know what a playmaker he could be and some of the tough shots that he can make um you know he also had a couple bad turnovers down the stretch but um it's a tall task for sure and i'm not ready to throw you know coach nate under the the bus yet but you know i raised this issue a couple weeks ago of like you know we seem to have some of the habits of a bad nba team you know like especially like execution in fourth quarters and you know listening to that game on the radio like mark boyle is just like all right how are we gonna blow this basically like (laughs) we've seen fourth quarters from this team like and i think he read some stat like we're the worst team we have the worst record in games that have clutch minutes, you know, that are within five points in the last five minutes or whatever. I think we're like 11 and 16 or something like that, which is actually better than I thought it was going to be. But, and we also um, have one of the worst records of, um, uh, maybe this was a stat, maybe it was a, a record of having the lead going into the fourth quarter. Or something like that. We have lost the most games yeah. having the lead going into That's, fourth That court. sounds truthy, yeah. for um, sure. <laughs> so, I mean... As opposed to Charlotte, which hasn't lost with a lead in the fourth quarter all season. Right, hmm. right. And so, wow. I mean, those are the types of things that, you you know, you know, those are what bad teams do, you know? Like, you talk about young, bad teams in the NBA. They're like, oh, yeah, they're scrappy. They compete, and then they fall apart in the last five minutes because good teams execute in those those five minutes and we just don't do that and you know there's a lot of moving parts but you know that's a thing that starts at the top you know (laughs) like that is a a coaching thing that sets the tone that's like this is the way we're going to play like this is how we execute and i mean yeah i don't know like 
Yeah, I don't know. So take that for what it is. (laughs) That's not the phase I want to be in, though. I don't want to be like the young, scrappy team. Well, right. That's the thing is we shouldn't be that. Right. Right. I mean, we are objectively fairly young, though. I mean, we've got a lot of experience, but we're still like a pretty young team. Mm. Yeah. Sabonis and Miles Turner are what? Both 23 years old? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, uh, I think, what uh, Justin Holiday's our oldest player at like twenty nine or thirty, yeah, yeah, like that. But Sumner's getting more minutes than him right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not true. But Sumner obviously is getting a bunch of minutes on the floor. Karras obviously um, a, a fairly young player in his own right, but you know also new. I mean, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of moving pieces. I, like you, am not ready to, you know, panic on Nate's behalf yet. You know, you got to get through a season before you can even start thinking about, you know, really evaluating a coach, I think, in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yes, it is a weird year, but like, I mean – and, and, and they had no off season and there's a ton of excuses and we've had injuries and, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but every team has mm-hmm. had that, you know, like, um, we're not alone in that. This is the, all of the NBA is like this and you're right there. There shouldn't be stretches of six minutes where we can't score a basketball, you know, um, or even get to the free throw we, like nothing. <laughs> I mean, you know, what I saw in that San Antonio game was heartening because we had guys, you know, getting on the floor and getting that loose ball and getting that loose rebound and doing that stuff. And that was really exciting because as, as good of the years as these guys are having, you don't feel that urgency from them. And, and I just, I just, we're getting, we're getting out hustled. We're getting beat in the fourth quarter and we're getting out executed as well. And at some point you got to start asking what, you know, what the coach is doing about it. I mean, I think it goes at some level, like I struggle to figure out what the identity of this team is, right? Like, what is our calling card? And I think that's a real problem, right? Because you see, within this week is sort of a microcosm of the different faces of the Indiana Pacers that we have this season. You know, in that Wizards game, it's our defense that that failed us atrociously, right? In the uh, two games later, our defense is fantastic, and but our offense just fails us you know like clearly we can do each of these things to some degree of success but we cannot put them together nor can we just say like okay this is what we're going to bring to the gym every night like is we're gonna you know move the ball beautifully and and score 120 points or we're gonna scrap and play ridiculously good defense and and hold you under 100 every night like that's what we're gonna do you know and it's like we're trying to perfect all of the things at once as opposed to saying like okay this is our strength and this is what we're we are going to perfect this this is going to be our thing and i think that's really hard in the nba when you are trying to change who you are from night to night you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so i understand I'll- trying to put lots of things in the toolbox but you're absolutely right we just haven't seen it come together at all to the point where you know what's our go-to play in the last five minutes against the heat and it's just not there 
uh, when I when I'm training bussers and I say, uh, "You've got three dirty tables right now, and it's more efficient to clean them all at once." But actually, what the restaurant needs is for you to clean that one table so that I can reseat right. it. And so, I mean, essentially, like get some good at something <laughs> so that we can build on it, as opposed to trying to fix everything at once because it's not what we we can't we can't work from that. We need to work on what we have now. Uh, well, it's almost like a and I but I don't even know what to start with that though. Like, what what's the thing that we? You're right. I mean, we we can score 120 points. We can hold teams under 100. But like. What's the thing that you think that we should be focusing on right now? I mean, that's a real good question. Like, you know, the thing that you can bring to the gym every night is, you know, defense, right? I think that that's, um, you know, it travels well. You can bring that effort forward. It It is a thing that, you know, if you have major injuries in the starting lineup and constant flux, like, you know, you you aren't dependent on, you know, great rhythm between, you know, two particular players or something like that. Um, you know, but whether or not we, we... I mean, and we saw last year that this group of personnel can be a really good defensive team, right? And uh, what we had hoped for, I think we had our frustrations with, you know, previous Coach Nate, old Coach Nate, um, on the offensive end, but that team had an identity at least. You know, they came to the gym, and you were gonna. It was gonna be hard for you to score that night, and you know we just don't have that. It also seems to me that like, and maybe this is because Bjorkren is sort of a new coach and the team is young or whatever. But it also seems like this is a lot of this is like sort of reactionary, right? Like, like we've seen this a few times this season where we get blowed out or like give up way too much shooting one night. And it's like, Oh, we got to focus on defense. And so then we play really good defense, like, you know, the next game or something like that. And then it's just like, okay, we solved that. And then we'd like, just walk away from it or whatever. It just goes away (laughs) or like, or like, Oh, we couldn't score at all. So like, let's do this and we'll just open up the offense and we'll play super fast. And so we score a bunch of points. It's like, see, we can do it or whatever, but it's, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the defense has been frustrating given that we've got a guy who's on the DPOI shortlist. Right. (laughs) You know, Uh, but you got to put it together too with not turning the ball over. And, you know, in that Charlotte game, we turned it over, what, 20 times or something? Right. um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, it just looks like a team that is having trouble putting it together. And we're getting to a part of the season where, you got to start putting it together. <laughs> We're just, that's where we are. I mean, silver lining so. is we have the easiest schedule remaining of any team in the NBA as far as strength of schedule goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, I just, I, I, I worry that because we just keep taking our lumps that we're going to stop trusting each other. You know, I just worry about that stuff. I just, I I just noticed, like I said, in, in, in that uh, Charlotte game in particular, I just felt like, we stopped moving the ball as well. We stopped sharing it. People try to do it on their own. Um, a lot of griping with the refs and stuff. Like, I don't want us to – if we can stick together, then we can capitalize on an easy schedule. But if it starts falling apart in the locker room, then we're in real trouble. I mean, I don't think we've really seen any signs of – any tangible signs of that on the court okay. at this okay. point. 
So, all right. I mean, you know, we're not the only team out there that's struggling. Miami's not where they want to be. They're a 500 team after 48 games. I mean, there were people who were picking them to win, you know, be in the finals this year, right? Uh, it's been a weird year and, you know, tough and uneven. And, you know, it, it, it kind of is what it is. But, you know, again, we got, you're right. We just got to take advantage of what's in front of us and put this week behind us because that was just yeah, gross. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, right now the Pacers sit at 22 and 26. We're in the nine spot, kind of by ourselves in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, the Bulls are right behind us at 20 and 28. Um, That's what you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, I mean, they made moves at the deadline, right? So they, I mean, who knows what's, what's going to happen, but they could be better. <laughs> I mean, and they're—I mean, they have been falling off a cliff lately. So if they start turning things around, like all of a sudden, you're worried about that. But I, I mean, I don't. Are you guys worried that we'll fall out of the the play-in game or whatever, like the the ten spot below the ten spot? I, I mean, not okay. really. I mean, that's the thing, right? I feel pretty safe about it. Like Toronto's kind of out there, but we got you know a little bit of a lead on Chicago and I just, you know, is Washington going to be able to put it together? <laughs> like Chicago's two and eight in its last 10 Toronto's two and eight in its last 10 Washington is three right, and seven exactly. in spite of, you know, us handing them one. Like th- th- those, those are just not very good teams. Right? right. And we're, you know, currently a game and a half behind Boston for the eight seed. Like it's a weird year. These standings do not look like they should to me. Charlotte's got home court right now. What? Well, they, so, as far as I'm concerned, it's yeah. wide open. <laughs> well, but Charlotte just lost uh, Lamelo for the season, and they lost Gordon Hayward for what three weeks or a month, oh, really? something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so I, I'm not saying they're holding on to that that home court. Uh, well, I mean, if they had those guys, would they be holding on to home court in the playoffs? That's not <laughs> probably like an expectation that I had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Okay, so this week, uh, Pacers get to try to start to turn it around. So Tuesday, hosting the Bulls, the aforementioned Bulls, uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Um, and then a back-to-back Wednesday, hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and we need to pick up some home wins, Joey, because uh, we need a bad. We're eight and fourteen, <laughs> um, mm. and then uh, Friday at Orlando, at the NBA team formerly known as the Orlando Magic, or that is G League <laughs> team, sorry, formerly known as the Orlando Magic, and uh, and then Sunday at Memphis. Uh, so some winnable games in there. I mean. I know there's was is that two back to backs just, just one. one back one back to back okay uh, we got to sweep this week right if we want to get back in this this season we got to sweep this week I mean I'd be happy with five hundred ball get this one boy I mean every one of those teams sucks well okay maybe not Memphis but like I mean I don't think Chicago sucks yeah. either oh god. All they right. traded draft picks for good players. Like they're better. All right. Yeah. They mortgage right. their future. Minnesota's right. better than their record. Yeah. So so two and two. I'd like to see us Boy, go three. Our and expectations one. I have changed. Is, I said that last week. I'm not doing okay. it again. 
think it's stupid. I just don't want to. I don't want to cry at the end of the game. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But I mean, I think I think what we learned is that uh, Jakar Sampson and Keelan Martin uh, may be the uh, answer to uh, to some question. What's the word um, on Sabonis? He rolled his ankle and he missed that San Antonio game. Is he out for a while or? I think he was. I've not heard game. Uh, okay. that he's up. Yeah, I've not yeah, heard that he's yeah. anything long term. Also, he happened to miss a game while you know Gonzaga was playing. Mm. So I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he'll be back next game. Um, all right. Well, we'll be back with you on Thursday, and uh, we're gonna do some some uh, some deep dives into the. We'll try to keep it positive. How about that? Into the uh, uh, the play uh, of the of the Pacers. Um, until then, though, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook dot com slash the Undebeatables. Um, our website is the Undebeatables dot com. There's a contact form there, um, which is a, uh, a very juicy target for um, spam, um, but. Uh, people you can use that form too i gotta i gotta spam this week from like um they were trying to sell me like basketball coaching dvds uh like Hmm. so but like the um yeah their their english was not uh uh, fully formed and uh (laughs) anyway um, and then email shout out at the unbeatables dot com, um, and we've got um, t shirts uh, for sale on the website slash store. For the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always coach Bobby Sucklinard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights, the party's over. It's your birthday week, so I'll let it go. happy easter i don't know is that the easter song (laughs) (laughs) how was uh how was church this year colson Mm, uh, it was virtual that sounds like an improvement to me go to church on zoom just a heretical atheist. Uh, I'm I'm lying. I was okay. at work, but uh, but no, my I my parents were on virtual church. They so. went for you. I bet yeah. they went twice <laughs> they're, to they're, like save your they're, soul. They're saving my soul. <laughs> <laughs> they prayed for me, for sure. Takes a village. <laughs> <laughs> to save Colson's soul. soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs>